Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dadon Tolbert. Uh, thanks for being here with me uh, this evening uh, for a special occasion. Uh, as you know, over the last, what, few weeks, even maybe even the last couple of months, we've been talking about doing a special on obesity in the black community. You know, obviously, you know, you look around and just as a whole, this nation, you know, America itself, the United States, is known as being the, the fattest country, you know, in the world. And, and you know, when you take an even deeper look uh, into the black community, you know, we as a people make up a, a very high percentage of, of obese, uh, out of shape, you know, at risk for, you know, things like diabetes and, you know, heart attacks, strokes, uh, cancer and things like that. So, you know, with everything on this show, you know, we want to take an in-depth look at what are, first of all, what is the problem, okay, what exactly is going on. You know, we have some uh, statistics that we're going to throw out tonight. Uh, we're also going to take a, a look at, you know, in addition to the problem, what can be done to solve the problem uh, on a large scale, you know, as far as, you know, losing weight, as far as getting in shape, uh, and we're also going to spend a little bit of time talking about relationships, because obviously at the end of the day, the Data on Tolbert show is, you know, we, we're passionate about bringing people together, helping people find love specifically in the black community. So we want to, you know, address the correlation between how health and fitness plays a major role in, in love and in relationships and dating and, you know, in self-esteem and how that whole you know, thing comes together. So definitely a, a good show is in store for you guys tonight. Um, I'm here tonight. Uh, my co-host Courtney is here with us, and uh, a little bit later we have a, uh, a special guest who's going to be joining us, uh, who is none other than my wife. Uh, Danny is is with us, uh, who is you know it's been, you know a lot of people say, oh my god she's going to call it away. I've never heard. Well, she's actually been on the show uh, several times in the you know over the course of the the, the six years that we've been on air, uh, a handful of times you know for different topics. She's not like you know, it's not really what she does. She's, you know, kind of stays behind the scenes. But when she has something to say or when she's passionate about a certain issue, she, you know, I have her, uh, you know, be a guest. And um, tonight is one of those nights. So we're just going to, I don't even want to say too much about it. I'm going to let you guys hear from her a little bit, um, talk about, um, you know, her 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 life change and, and, and what inspired her journey towards health and, and fitness. So definitely uh, stick around for a little bit later in the show for that. Uh, Courtney is also here with me, as I as I mentioned. Courtney, how are you uh, this evening? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Courtney. I mean, this is a topic that I'm passionate about. You know, we've spent some time talking about it over the last couple of weeks. You yourself have recently gone through somewhat of a, a life change as far as, you know, getting healthy and getting in shape and looking the way you want to look. Um, how excited are you uh, about tonight's show? I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited um, because, you know, recently I made a change in, um, you know, eating habits. But more so I think it started maybe like five years ago after I got out of college because, you know, you gain all that weight. And um, that's when I started the process and I started working out and I was able to lose 30 pounds. So um, after that, like I, I realized a difference in how, you know, I felt. I felt better and I had a lot of energy. So um, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, let me just say, I mean, that's great. You know, uh, 30 pounds is, you know, that's absolutely uh, phenomenal. That's not something, if you, anyone who's into fitness or exercising, working out, I mean, you know, 
that's just not easy to do. It's not like you can just say, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I mean, that's something you have to do a whole lifestyle change. And um, a little bit later, I want to, you know, help you, or I want to give you the opportunity just to share a little bit of uh, some some advice, um, some some techniques and, and techniques that you uh, utilize to get those those pounds off. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, as always, you know, the phone lines are open. Uh, you know, I look forward to hearing from you guys. There were a lot of calls. What was it on Tuesday night? Great show where we had the fellas on for a barbershop talk live, and um, you know, everyone's saying, "Well, yo, you got to have them back on." And you know, absolutely, we will. But I just want to let you guys know they, this is not the first time they've been on. Um, you know, definitely uh, all shows are archived. Just Google barbershop talk, and you, you get an opportunity to hear not just those group of guys, but some of the guys from uh you know past years who've uh, joined us in barbershop. So definitely check that out at uh datontobertshow.com where we talked about the importance of recognizing a man's potential. So a matter of fact, Courtney, any any feedback on that? It was just a real before we get into tonight. I mean, that was just a an all-time classic show with just just invaluable information. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that type of stuff that you guys heard on uh, on la- on a, was it Tuesday night? Yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed the show as, you know, every show I do, you know, but that one specifically because it was a lot of things that I can, um, you know, I could relate to, I should say, um, not, you know, seeing a man's potential and, you know, having all of these unrealistic, um, you know, requirements and just, you know, really ridiculous. And so um, it was good just to, to hear what you guys had to say about it because I know a lot of ladies, you know, they want you know, the guy and the man that they're dealing with to be making a lot of money and to be established. But, you know, people don't understand that you have to start somewhere and you have to work your way up. You know, it's not something that happens overnight for everyone. So you definitely want to make sure you see that man's potential. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of, which is a good segue into the topic for this evening, you know, when you talk about potential, you know, everyone is not all – now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that anyone should settle – for less than they want or deserve. But what I'm saying is that, you know, people, like, I don't look how I looked when I was in high school. You know, my wife doesn't look how she looked when she was in high school. And so I'm just saying, you know, understand, guys, when you're out here uh, dating, when you're out here looking for love, you know, don't base, you know, your future, don't base how you treat someone based off of, you know, how big their muscles are or how big their butt is you know, how how nice and perky their breasts are. Because at the end of the day, we're not talking about what's going on right now with that person. What's more important is where they're going to be, you know, where they're going to be 50 years from now. Because if you're talking about love, if you're talking about marriage, you know, you want to get to a place where, you you know, you can have some longevity, you know. And the only way to do that is by looking at, you know, who they are on the inside in regard, as opposed to what they're going to be like in that bedroom. And, you know, I think we all know, what I'm talking about. So let's get into. But like I said, tonight's show, like I said, obesity in the black community. I mean, let's just let's just cut to the chase. We are a fat community, okay? We're not. And I'm not just talking about women. I'm not just talking about. But we are fat. We are out of shape as a people. Statistically, and I'm just going to throw out some quick statistics here. African American women have the highest rates of being overweight or obese compared to other groups in the United States. And, in fact, about four out of five African-American women are overweight or obese. 
that's four out of five. And don't get me, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the fellas here, but you know, like I said, we're, four out of five black women are overweight. Is that not a staggering or or obese? A staggering statistic, Courtney. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought it would have been that high. Wow. That's a, it's interesting because these statistics were, and you guys can look this stuff up. These were provided by the CDC, uh, and you know, if you look at look, you know, just look at some statistics. There's a serious problem out here, and you know, but that's it on a statistical level. But then when you look at just men, in in regards to you know what we're talking about in the barbershops, in regards to what you know we're looking for, you got to understand that this is a serious complaint amongst black men about black women. And again, we're talking about four out of five. So that kind of helps you see what we're experiencing when we're going out here looking for love, going on dates. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of obesity. There's a lot of uh, just laziness. You know, and again, it's it's not just one-sided because, you know, like I said, we got some specific uh, statistics about the fellas, but we can't ignore, you know, what's going on, on, on as far as our women are concerned. And a lot of times what what ends up happening is you you got you know the moms the women are the the not the head of the household but they're I feel like they're the the anchor of of the black family. You know what I mean? Like when you have a really strong woman like you, for example you look at like good times, you know what I mean or like the the Huxtables, you know something like that. You know that you know Claire in 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 uh you know Florida, they they basically held that family down. The, the men, you know, they provided income and things like that, but the women, they they were in charge of that house. You know what I mean? And and usually when when you know the the woman is going to dictate how the rest of the family, like if the woman is eating right, the husband is going to eat right, the kids are going to eat right, the mom is exercising. Usually, typically, you know, that, that's what's going to trickle down throughout the rest of the household. So we really gotta uh, gotta we have to put a uh, you know kind of. A, a kick in the button a little bit to the, to the ladies on it. I'm just being honest, you know. Courtney, is that something that you've seen? Is that something you can relate to? You know, what are your thoughts on, on just from a, a female standpoint at th- right now? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I think that um, you know a lot of us have um, just challenges, um, you know, with with weight, and a lot of it has to do with how we were raised. I'm not using that as an excuse, but I think that has a lot to do uh, with what we see and what's going on. We're used to eating a, a certain type of way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really think that um, I know this show is going to be informative because it's going to, you know, really um, show women, you know, what it is that, that they need to do. We have to just make better choices um, in what we eat and just really care about our bodies and our health because our health is directly related to our our weight. Absolutely. It's funny. If you guys go back a couple of years, I was just thinking about it. The only, really the only other special that we've done in our six-year history on health and fitness. It's funny. I mean, you know, all, over a thousand shows, it's only the second time we've covered this. So it's it's definitely something I'm passionate about. Um, you, you know, we did a show entitled Just That, Health and Fitness. Uh, you can probably Google that and it'll come right up. Somebody, you know, post in the group for me if you if you get some time. And, uh, you know, I, I was joined by my, my buddy Bassam. Who uh, who was an old friend of mine who really was responsible for my life change, you know, for changing my life as far as uh, how I viewed life, how I viewed health, how I viewed fitness. I mean, this guy, you know, took me to the gym. He he, he you know uh, educated me on nutrition, 
and, uh, you know, just how the body works, which I'm going to share a lot of that information with you today, you know, just as far as, like, you know, pr- how much protein somebody needs in a, in a day to be considered, you know, healthy and, you know, just how the body breaks down. A lot of people don't realize that throughout the course of the day, your body is breaking down. Like, it's like a car. The more you drive it, the less fuel it's going to have. And the less fuel it has, has in it, the, the, you know, the worse it's going to run. And so that means you always have to be feeding it. You know, you got to feed the body. You got to keep putting gas into your car as it as it runs out or as it gets low. Otherwise, it's not going to function properly. Well, that's the th- same thing with bodies. You know, and we'll get more into this later on. But you know, if you're, it's you definitely got to keep feeding it throughout the day. But the problem is what we as a community are feeding our bodies throughout the day every time we're hungry is not just it's not just not good stuff. It's Horrible stuff. It's like McDonald's and, you know, fried chicken and, and, and all types of stuff that is actually harmful to the body. So we're fe- it's like putting sugar in your gas tank. You know, go ahead and put some uh, oil in the gas tank as opposed to gas or, or, or whatever you want to think of. Go put some soy sauce in there or something crazy that you would never put into your gas tank and imagine the, the effect that it would have on your car. Well, that's the same effect that, that you know, what this food is that we're putting into our bodies is having on us. Chinese food every day, you know, fried chicken, uh, cheese steaks, hoagies, you know, loaded with mayonnaise and ketchup and all types of fatty stuff, you know, French fries. You ever see those signs that say billions and billions of people served at McDonald's? Well, that's, you know, a lot of that, you know, there's a McDonald's on every corner almost in in the black community. You know, and so we we as a people are poisoning ourselves. You understand? I mean, Courtney, you see this stuff. You ever thought about it as actual poison? Um, at first, I'll be honest. At first, I didn't think of it that way. You know, when I was eating like that. But then, when I changed my you know my eating habits and started eating better, I started to realize that it was poisonous. Only because you see a total, complete difference. You know, when you eat better as opposed to eating a whole bunch of junk, you feel better, you feel lighter, you have so much more energy. And that's because you're not putting all those toxins and poisons in your body. Right, right. And that's the key. And that's and you, you, you touched on something, Courtney. You know, a lot of people are complaining about being tired and not having energy and just being sluggish. Well, see, when you put a whole bunch of fat into your body, well, you're going to feel, it's like go put some, uh, if you have a Mercedes or a BMW, you have no choice. You have to get the premium gasoline. You put that 87 in there, you're, you're going to jack up your car. You know what I mean? It's going to mess it up. It's not just not going to run right. It's going to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? So if you put garbage into your body, it's going to mess you up. It's going to cause health problems, but just on an everyday level, you're going to feel tired. Go eat McDonald's. You ever heard they say you got diitis? What I mean, that's the reason because you you feel sluggish. Nobody, you're not supposed. The funny thing is, let me just tell you something. You you know you're not. That's a running joke. Oh, I just ate, so I got the itis. I want to go to sleep. No, food is not supposed to make you tired. Food is actually the energy and the fuel for your body. So when you're putting you know food into your body, you're eating. That should not make you go to sleep. It should not tire you out. It's actually designed to give you energy, whether it's protein, healthy carbohydrates. 
You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that are that make you your body run. And it's funny because back when I was even, you know, eating, drink, drinking milkshakes and, you know, Chinese food and Wendy's and McDonald's, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I was an unhealthy person. I mean, I've always been slender, so I was never fat, you know, or obese per se, but I was definitely unhealthy, and I was just sluggish. And so when you are putting the right things into your body, and Courtney, you know this, you're gonna be, you're gonna have super energy. A lot of people say, "Well, hold on, Dana, I don't really know you like that, but just looking at you, you're up at about six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock, right? I mean, I see your post. You're putting these Bible verses up there, seven o'clock in the morning. You're up, you know what I mean, throughout the day, posting stuff. You're doing counseling sessions throughout the day, eight nine sessions every day. You know, you get ready to go live on the air at nine o'clock. The show is, isn't over till midnight. I mean, how do you do that every day? Where do you get the energy? Like. It's because I eat right. It's because I exercise. It's because I play basketball and tennis, and you know my metabolism is, you know what I'm saying, is it's working at a, a a healthy pace. And so that's gonna, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, well, I gotta drink some coffee or I gotta get these five hour energy drinks to stay up or to give me energy. No, that stuff is poisoning you. It's all poison. You know, coffee and and these these. Uh, you know these generic, uh, you know products and things like that. I mean, these, you know, all you your the, your body is going to create natural energy. That's what protein is for. The body knows what it needs. It's just about giving it the right products. Now, in fact, Courtney, I told you some stuff a couple of years ago. Tell everybody about the 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 transformation that you went through, just as far as energy, your energy level was concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went through a really huge transformation um, because, like you were saying, I was I had a really big problem with uh, caffeine. Um, and it's something, I'll be honest, something I still struggle with from time to time. But um, but when I started, you know, drinking like, a, you know, making, I started making protein shakes um, in addition to working out and, um, you know, just started changing the way I ate, you know, um, you know, left the fried foods alone and all of that stuff. And I realized that I had so much energy, like so much energy. And so it's similar to yours, like every day on the show. And so it's really, you know, the energy and all of that is directly related to, you know, what you're putting in your body. And so, but I w- will say on the flip side, just real quick, that when I would eat like you know fried foods or you know drink three cups of coffee, I even I felt more tired and I like by the time the day was over like I would feel really sleepy and wanting to go to sleep and it's only like five o'clock so we just gotta watch what we're eating and just really love our bodies. Right, right, absolutely. You gotta love, and that's you know when you look at you know dating and relationship stuff you know that we talk about here, you know self esteem and 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 you know uh, having a lack of insecurity and you know an abundance of confidence, you know and just a healthy level of self love, you know those are going to be the keys to so many different things. Like when you fully love yourself, you don't put garbage into your into your body, you know like it's kind of like having a car. If you have a, a nice car, you're not going to let people smoke in there. You're not going to let people eat in there, drink in there, do all types of craziness. You know, and, and your body has to be the same way. When you love yourself, you don't let yourself pig out. You don't let yourself, um, you know, smoke and, and kill yourself, you know, slowly. And so, um, you know, and if those things are in, in effect, you really got to look at, you know, hey, wh- where do I stand as far as how, you know, what I see in the mirror? couple other statistics that really jumped out at me when I was, uh, you know, preparing for tonight's show. I saw that 
you know, in according in 2010, African Americans were one and a half times as likely to be obese than non uh non-African Americans, Hispanics or uh, you know, or whites. And which is a very um, you know, these are very staggering statistics. You know, because I mean, it's that's like almost twice as times to be obese. And I mean, and the reality is, you know, a lot of people may not want to do this, but you know, you can look around. You know, you really can. You can just look around and and look at the difference. You know, I go to the gym about three, four times a week, and regardless which gym I go to, it you know, typically there tend to be. Whether I'll say this, the gym that I go to, you know, which is the LA Fitness, um, is is usually primarily uh, non-black, whether it's Asians or 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 you know, uh, whites. And, you know, and I think you really have to take a look at, you know, your habits. You got to take a look at, you know, what is your what does your day consist of? And we can get a lot deeper into it because there's a lot of, you know, other reasons for that as well. But, you know, in a nutshell, that's, I mean, two times, twice as likely, that's a problem. I mean, would you agree? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, just another quick one, um, what is it, and specifically towards women, uh, African American. This is again according to the CDC. African American women were seventy percent more likely to be obese than white women. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's a seventy percent more likely. And again, we're not saying that you know there are no, you know, fat white people. I mean everyone knows that there are. But I mean when you look at statistically, you know we have to do better. You know it's not about assessing blame. It's not about you know, uh, you know they're better or we're, you know, it's just about loving yourself and forgetting about the statistics and, and, you know, addressing this problem one person at a time. You know, one thing that I, uh, that I do actually, you know, like about, uh, you know, Michelle Obama, you know, that's something that she's been passionate about, you know, because, you know, we're no haters, you know, I'm not a hater at all, you know, I tell you, we did a whole show on that, that the definition of the word, you guys know I have a lot of criticisms, you know, uh, you know, about the Obamas as a whole. But, you know, that's one thing that, you know, a lot of past first ladies or even presidents have not been passionate about, which is uh fitness, you know, and you know, in instilling in these in our youth the importance of staying healthy at a young age, being active at a young age. You know, in fact, I think about myself. My mom used to and dad used to tell me, you're not going to sit around you get up and do something. You're not just going to sit around and watch TV all day. You know, you're going to do things. So, you know, the school, it just so happened, the school that I went to as a child, you were required to do two sports a year. So you could do, you know, a fall sport, you know, a spring sport or a winter sport, whatever it ended up being, but you had to do two sports. I chose to run cross country in the fall, and then I ran track in the spring. And so, uh, you know, so I've always been a runner. That's just what I've what I've done. Uh, you know, I played basketball and tennis and some other things at, at that school as well. But you know, running was always something that was instilled in me as a as a child. And I'm talking about sixth grade, sixth grade all the way up through uh, you know through high school. You do any sports as a child, Courtney? Track. Okay, so you were a runner as well. What 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 uh events? Now see, I wasn't good. Don't ask me what I ran or anything because uh, you know that's what I was about to ask you. I don't even remember, honest to be honest, because I I joined um, just to like get fit, but I wasn't really any good because they beat me every time. So, oh, that's cool. Hey, <laughs> but I mean that that is what I played though. Um, I was active in high school. Good, good. That's what's up. 
You know, I mean, you know, and that's really all it's about is being active because a lot. I think when people look at, you know, statistics. I mean, when they think about exercising, I should say, they think about, oh my God, I gotta go to a gym and I gotta pay forty dollars a month for a membership and I gotta, you know, be there for for three hours every day. And it's it's really not that at all. You know, it's it, that's not the case. But and we'll talk about some specific ways to to get healthy. But I just want to kind of work our way through these uh, these statistics because um, this and then again, like I said, we'll talk. I don't, you know, I don't just talk. You guys know that about me. We, we're going to talk about some solutions. We're going to talk about some reasons, you know, for these statistics, and uh, and we're going to talk about some uh, some solutions. And again, a little bit later on, maybe around nine forty five, ten o'clock, we're going to actually hear from uh, my wife, uh, Danny, uh, on uh, you know just her personal experience. Her her personal journey towards, uh, you know, and again, we're not going to be talking about, you know, all types of people got excited. What the heck? I'm like, what was going on yesterday, Corey? I said, you know, got a little secret. You know, my wife's going, people just going crazy, giving the thumbs up, comment. Like, what is she, some superstar or something? The, <laughs> Are you hating the reason? on the low? <laughs> I know. What the heck? Well, yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, like, even before I was um, co-hosting, you know, even as a listener, I think I could count on one hand how many times I've heard her calling to the show. So, you know, the fact that she's calling in tonight, that's definitely a treat because we don't hear from her a lot. But why do y'all want to hear from her? Why does it matter? Why not? Why are you being a hater? No, I, no, I want to know what's up. I want, no, I, I know that. I'm messing with y'all. I'm just playing around. I know I know the reason, though. People want to get into the mind. They know that I'm so tough and I you know I have I have a tendency to be hard and to scrutinize certain things so they want to be like they want to hear this woman who was able to pass Dayton's test I mean let's, let's be honest here this is the Dayton October show we keep it real you know what I mean that's what's going on that's okay you can hear from her listen she's on Facebook you can hit her up she's in the friends of Dayton October show group you can ask her I mean you know dang man anyway I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the reason. I'll say that's part of the reason. And then also, you know, um, you know, me personally, like I look up to her, and I know a lot of women in the group do as well. So, you know, we would like to hear from her. Why is that? Why do you look up to her? Because okay, first of all, why are you questioning me on the show? I'm just asking. Because I mean, she she's just very humble, and she's just I don't know. She's just like very. I can't even explain it. I don't mean it in a psycho type of way, but I do look up to her, um, as I do many other women in the group, like Nakia. You know, so cool, yeah. cool. No, that's what's up. No, that's that's cool, man. I appreciate the, uh, you know, all the support, and I appreciate the fact that you guys have identified her as being a cool person, you know, and someone worthy of, uh, you know, of looking up to. That's what's up. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, I was looking. We were just talking about uh, these young young people, and another statistic jumped out at me. You know, from 2007 to 2010, a survey was taken, and African American girls were 80 percent more likely to be overweight than uh, than Hispanic or or white girls, which is amazing. You know, and I think that you know we really have to um, just kind of you know reiterate. We have to do a better job as fathers. We have to do a better job as mothers of of really making sure our youth have a a routine. 
you know, and, uh, you know, even if it's just out being out in front of the house jumping double dutch, you know, I mean, that's that's a workout. You know, I was just saying earlier, you know, as far as uh, working out, all you really need is a good 20, 30-minute workout a day. That's it. You know, I'm talking about strenuous, you know, exercise. You know, I'm not talking about sex. I'm just talking about, you know, actual cardio, some type of cardiovascular activity, you know, whether it's Zumba, whether it's on a treadmill, whether it's just going to your local neighborhood track, you know, and that, I mean, literally a day, you know, that's it, running up and down the steps. I was, In fact, I was watching, um, what is that, Regis, not Regis, but the new guy, Michael and uh, Kelly and Kelly and Michael, whatever the heck it is, and um, they were doing a little segment on exercises you can do with your children. Like if you have a baby and, you know, they had arm exercises, cardio exercises that you could do. So definitely there's a lot of different things that are that are available, um, you know, especially if you have kids. What is another one? Uh, more than 80% of African Americans with type 2 diabetes are overweight. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that if you guys don't understand, type 2 diabetes, that's very serious. That's a disease. You know, and so if you have uh, diabetes, the, the you know, 80% of the time you're going to be overweight. So obviously you want, you know, and the diabetes is something that, you know, can be developed over time. It's not something that you just are born with. It, it, it can come about as a result of living an unhealthy lifestyle, which is something you definitely don't need in your life. So, you know, just, just look at some of these statistics and... um you know, and and make the necessary changes. In fact, one of the things we do with with Tolbert Relationship Counseling, we haven't said too much about it lately, but over the years, I've uh, you know I implemented what I call my mind, body, and soul package. So in addition to you know the self esteem stuff, you know dating advice, relationship counseling, things like that, I also will you know do a personal nutrition plan for you, a uh, a workout plan for you, and just you know discuss with you how that all you know being loving how you look physically will affect, um, you know, a lot of other things from an uh, emotional standpoint. So definitely for more information on that, you know, give you know call the 800 number, 855-55-DADON, or uh, shoot me an email at dadon at trctoday.com. Uh, what else? Heart. So that's one, one disease right there, diabetes, which is plaguing the black community. Just do so. We don't have, some, we don't have time tonight, but just definitely do some uh, independent research on your own on uh you know, just spe- uh, statistics specific to diabetes and us as a people, and you'll you know the, it will blow your minds. You know, and, and so there are a lot of you know heart disease. I mean, there's so many diseases that we as a people, African Americans, are are at much higher risk than other races are. So you want to make sure, and we here. This is what we're. You don't hear me talk a lot a lot about white women and white men and. Uh, Hispanics, and I mean, no disrespect to them, but my passion on the Data on Tolbert show is us. It's, it's helping black women, it's helping black men, it's helping black kids. You know what I mean? And, and we gotta. That's in fact, we're gonna be doing a special. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it real quick before I forget. Y'all know how I talk, but on Sunday, we're that's gonna be the special Sunday night, the race relations in America special. We're gonna be really doing in depth. Analyzation of where we stand as a people in regards to race matters, race relations. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to do an in-depth 
uh, look at and, and review of The Butler, the critically acclaimed movie, classic, all-time classic. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But that's that's on Sunday night, okay? We don't do a lot of Sunday nights, and if you hear us live on a Sunday night, you better understand we have something important to say. So definitely mark your calendars for Sunday, Race Relations in America. We're going to break down that whole Bill O'Reilly, uh, Don Lemon uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? That whole back and forth that they, you know, went into. A lot of people have been targeting him for for expressing his views and, and kind of agreeing with with Bill O'Reilly. And you know, and we're going to talk about that YouTube video that he uh, has out. And um, so, yeah, are you excited about that particular show, Courtney? Of course I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about all their shows. You don't have a date on Sunday night, do you? Just want to make sure. Not on Sunday. Not Sunday. Cool. Cool. That's what's up. All right. Good. <laughs> So we're set. So Sunday night, guys. Um, like I said, we're talking about obesity uh, tonight. Obesity in the black community, you know, and uh, some things we can do individually and collectively to, um, you know, to, to lower some of these, these statistics. Uh, high blood pressure. I'm looking here at a statistic that says people who are overweight are more likely to suffer from high blood pressure, high levels of blood fats, uh, and cholesterol, which are all risk factors for heart disease and strokes. So, I mean, I mean, obviously you would think that, that would be common sense. I mean, if you're overweight, you're you're going to be more at risk to die, you know, from a stroke, you know, which is caused by high cholesterol, high blood pressure. And the ways that you get that blood pressure down is through exercise, is by losing weight. You know, you don't want to get into a situation where, you know, your doctor has to, you know, put you on medication or, you know, things like that because, you know, it's really not necessary. You know, it's really just about – I mean, it's necessary once it gets to that point of, of being serious, but it can be avoided, you know, through eating right, exercise. You know, and it's funny. I look at some of these, um, you know, these 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 authors come out with these books and these, you know, everybody's got some type of gimmick you know, some type of, you know, uh, uh, you know what is it, gastric bypass surgery and tummy tucks. I'm like, a tummy tuck? I mean, what the heck are you talking about? Just get in the gym. Just stop eating. You know what I mean? Because the body is a, is a machine, okay? I mean, it's going to do what you tell it to do. There's no excuse to be fat. I mean, now, you know, don't get me wrong. If, if we're talking about some type of serious medical condition, you know, that's something different. But generally speaking, you know, these things can be avoided. Now you can't and you don't want to blame don't get it don't go out and, and do surgery where you gotta go under the needle, go under the knife just because you don't want to give up eating donuts for breakfast. You don't wanna stop going to McDonalds, you know, at eight o'clock at night and then going home and passing out. That's not a reason to do spend thousands of dollars on something that could potentially harm you when all when when or all you, sometimes all you have to do is I know people who've lost thirty pounds just by switching from soda to water. You ever heard stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that happened to um, a couple of my family members. Um, I think a lot of us can relate to having like family members who you know drank uh, a lot of Pepsi or you know what I mean, and so um, you know that would cause their stomach to bloat. 
But, um, yeah, after leaving the pop alone, it's, you notice a huge difference. It's all about, you know, changing what we're eating, lowering um, our sodium intake, um, and just uh, watching, you know, the, the fats in, in our foods. We want to eat foods that are, you know, fat-free or, you know, have a low you know level of fat in it or at least have good fats in it. Um, so, yeah, all of that is um, directly related. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. You, you know it's soda, right, not pop? No, it's pop, not soda. <laughs> so are you saying when y'all say pop out in Chicago? Yeah, I think it's weird when people say soda. I wasn't going to say anything, but since you called me out, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't say soda in Chicago. Then we will give you the side eye if you say soda. It's weird. What's well, uh, funny, <laughs> I went to school in western Pennsylvania, and the vast majority of people who went to my school were either from Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. And obviously in Philly we say soda. But in Pittsburgh, they say pop. So it was like always like this battle. You know, it's funny how things can change just from different parts of the same state even. So, yeah, but, yeah, it's definitely so. Um, so back to these statistics, though. And you guys are, like I said, you guys are welcome to call in. You know what I mean? Obviously this is a serious subject, but, you know, if you have weight loss uh, testimonies or, you know, stories or questions even about how you might be able to lose weight based on your lifestyle. I'm, I'm really, you know, I don't like the word expert, but I I mean, I really know a lot about the body and, and how it works and, you know, and just really what to do to get the desired result, you know what I mean, that, you, that you're looking for. Um, you know, and I will say this too. I'm not even like a, uh, you know, I'm at a place in my life you know, I'm not one of those. Cause, and I'll be honest with you, you guys. Know, like, I'm honest. Like, I'm not, I'm never going to be like a personal trainer or or somebody walking around with their shirt off all the time. You know, super six pack abs. Because the reality is, I don't have the desire to live that type of lifestyle necessary to maintain that. Like, when you look at people like The Rock or you know, like these Shamar Moore type of guys. I mean, I don't think people realize the work that goes into looking like that. You know, I mean, these people are working out like one every day, you know, tw- two times a day, but more importantly, it's their diet. You know what I'm saying? Like they're eating like, you know, they're eating like all protein, no fat. And people like me, I like food. You know what I'm saying? So I like I work out, you know, I stay in shape and I eat healthy, but I just know like that's not going to be, you know what I mean? So I think what my point is, there can be a balance. You don't have to go all out, you know what I'm saying? But you can do enough to be healthy, and you can do enough to look the way you want to look. Like, I look the way I want to look. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect, and no one's perfect, but it's all about being happy with you. And some of you, you're just not happy with you. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying you have to look like Janet Jackson when she came out with the, the, the washboard abs. Like, you don't have to do all that. But you don't have to be 300 pounds either. You know what I mean? So it's all about finding the balance, finding the middle ground, and um, and just being happy with yourself. Uh, what else, though? But, yeah, so these diseases are crazy. Blood, high blood pressure, you know, uh, all that stuff. Strokes don't. It's not a, not anything to play with. Heart attacks. Uh, what else? <clears throat> uh, African Americans, you know, again, according to the CDC, are 70% less likely to engage in active physical activity uh, as Hispanics and whites. 70% less likely. That's amazing right there. 
Would you ever have thought that? Wow, seventy percent. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, well, but, <laughs> oh, what were you about to say? Well, 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 this is what I'll say about that, and I'll tell you why. You know, because what happens a lot of times. I mean, you know, we talk about this in, in different contexts, but you know, here on this show, we're not here to play games. We're not here to sugarcoat the problem. We're not here to make people feel good. But I mean, if you really want to be real about it, <clears throat> what's happening is you know you have the you know the the weave industry, the wig industry is a billion dollar industry. You know what I'm saying? And it's primarily you know being capitalized upon you know from the black community. And so that's not to say people of other races don't wear weaves, but I mean the, you know everyone knows that the weaves and wigs are huge in the black community. So you know generally speaking, typically if you spend two to three hundred dollars on a weave every two weeks or every month or whatever it ends up being, you're gonna to want to preserve that as much as possible. I mean let's let's just be honest. So when we talk about that, you know, that twenty minutes or thirty minutes of strenuous activity a day, I mean, well, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? I gotta I gotta sweat? You know what I mean? We as a, a community don't like to sweat. You know what I'm saying? We don't. You know, if the if you're not like in the you know playing basketball, you know, I mean, there are a lot of men out here, you know, who are athletic. But there are a lot of men who, like, if you're not an athletic man, like, if you don't run ball, let's just be honest. You're not playing ball after work. You're not a runner. You know, you don't really, you know, do any. You're not. I mean, we're talking about adults here, not like in college or high school where you may do sports. But let's just be honest. I mean, most men. They don't do those things. They're not going to go to a gym just to walk on a treadmill for 20 minutes. A lot of times they're just going to grab some food, going home, and chilling. You know, a lot of women are doing the same thing. And, you know, whether it's the kids, and I'm not, you know, families, it, it gets harder to do that. And, and, and the funny thing is when you're not eating right, going back to the beginning of our conversation, you know, you're not eating throughout the day properly. You didn't start off, you know, the day with a good be- breakfast. You didn't, you know, you had an unhealthy lunch, right? So you're you're ready to pass out at two o'clock. So certainly, when you get home at six thirty, you know, you're really ready to pass out. The last thing you're thinking about doing is hopping on a treadmill, treadmill, or doing anything. Next thing you know, you're ready to go to sleep. You're getting dinner at about eight o'clock. You're going to bed. You're passing out. You know, like nine thirty, ten o'clock. So it's like you know, living a life with that type of you know, living that type of lifestyle, you know, and plus add on top of that, you're working at a job that you hate, you know, you're you're most likely work they're overworking you, you're in a stressful environment, you factor all of these things in, you're you you're knocking ten to fifteen years off your life. You know, stressed out, not eating right, not exercising, eating unhealthy. I mean, think about that, Courtney. Is that I mean, all those things, and we wonder why we're we're messed up as a people. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? At the same time, and, and well, of course, we'll talk about this later. But there are things that we can do to combat that. You know what I mean? And that we don't always have to be unhealthy. We don't always have to be overweight, no matter what the circumstances are. There are small changes. Even if you don't, just briefly, I'll say, like, even if you don't have, like, uh, a lot of people complain. They say, well, you know, I can't afford a membership or I don't have gym, you know, equipment in my house or whatever. You can walk down the street. Like, there are little things that you can do even before work, before you go to work. So by the time you get off, you don't have to worry about it. Right. 
I remember one time in particular, and we'll talk, like you said, Queen, we'll talk a little bit later on about some more specific things, but just while it's on my mind, um, I got everybody, actually I didn't do it, my, like I said, my homie Bass, and we, we used to work together, and uh, <clears throat> we were in the banking industry, and we were literally up on, I think, like the eighth floor, the ninth floor, and so we made it fun, we would have races, from the from the basement all the way up to the eighth floor, like we just didn't take the elevator. Like the elevator was just like a thing of the past. Literally, when we came in in the morning, we were you know sometimes we would literally race up the steps, get that cardio in. Sometimes we would just walk up the steps. You know, either way, walk down the steps, breaks, lunches, things like that. We would just no elevator. Lost weight that way, got in shape that way, and soon everybody was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing? Y'all, y'all just taking, y'all running and stuff up the steps." And next thing you know, all the girls were doing, all the ladies were doing it, the fellas were were joining in on, on the competitions, and so you know, it's all about finding new and creative ways to incorporate fitness into your life, you know, and, and definitely, like I said, check out that that show we did because Basson was actually a guest; he was my special guest host uh, a couple of years ago. On a on a definitely a, a classic, uh, classic edition of the show. Um, so let's let's talk about some 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 solutions, but let's talk more in detail because I, I did want to put those statistics out there so you could hear just how bad it is, and you know because a lot of people really didn't know it was that bad. But like I said, I want to talk about some solutions. I want to talk about the effect that obesity has on. Uh, self-esteem and, and, and uh, how you will be viewed, how you will be treated in and out of relationships, um, and, you know, and things like that. But yeah, this is definitely a good, uh, good topic. I've been passionate about. What's going on? Uh, metabolism. You know, when you when you think about metabolism, a lot of people really have no idea what that means. But the one of the reasons why people are fat and one of the reasons people are obese is because what's happening is they have a very slow metabolism. And when you, as you get older, like if you're a young person, you know, know, teens, you know, even early to mid-20s, your metabolism is going to be faster than it will be in your 30s and 40s. Like me, I've always been skinny. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in college, I weighed about, I don't know, like 160, 165, maybe 170. You know, now I weigh 185. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to tell, but I'm just a little bit more. You know, I've been working out and things like that. But I'm just saying a big part of that is because my metabolism has slowed down, you know, just naturally. Now, I do things to speed it back up. The way that you speed up your metabolism, which is which is caused by your heart rate, you know, going a cer- at a certain pace, which is going to cause you to burn fat at a higher rate. Like, so if you, if you run cross-country or you run around a track or you're on a treadmill for an hour a day or whatever it is, your heart rate is going to be up. So as the heart beats faster, you know, you're going to burn more fat. You're going to, you know, and that's just what it's going to be. But when you don't exercise, your heart rate slows down, okay? And so you're going to burn less fat. So let's say you eat a cheesesteak, which a lot of us are doing, and you don't work out, you don't run, you don't do anything, that just sits there. It just sits in your in, in your body. It, you're not burning it. You know, whereas if you start working out, you might be able to eat a cheesesteak, you know, but, you know, and it, but it will be okay. It won't be, have the same effect. You won't gain weight as, as much. In fact, you, you may even lose weight. Like, I could eat a cheesesteak, you know, right now, and it wouldn't, like, a- affect me because I was just at the gym earlier today. I just had a tennis match the other day where I probably burned a 1,000 calories 
and my heart rate is like beating super fast. You see what I'm saying? So and, and you can do those types of things. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, Courtney, were you familiar with the whole metabolism uh, situation? Um, a little bit. Um, not not as much as I am now. After you explained it more in detail. Yeah, and I just and that's one of the reasons why I want to do this because this was all explained to me. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I would encourage everybody just to really read up on this stuff. Like really Google some stuff, get some books on, you know, what is a metabolism? What how does it work? How, you know, burning fat, why does it happen? You know, another thing is, you know, a lot of times people look at, you know, some of these dieting uh, you know, uh you know, programs like Weight Watchers or uh, what the heck is another, you know, Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig. Yeah, those types of things. Those have a tendency to be successful, you know, in conjunction with exercise. Because what what you're doing is you're eating more. Somebody might say, wait a minute, how does eating more, you know, cause me to lose weight. I'm eating more. I would think I have to starve myself. Well, that's a you know, people say I'm trying to lose five pounds, so I'm not. I didn't eat today. I'm like, you know, you're going to gain weight by, like that, right? They said, what do you mean? You know, I said because what you're doing is the less you eat, the slower your metabolism is. Like when you're when you're working out, when you live, you know, exercise, you're going to be hungry more because you're going to burn more fat quicker. So you're going to be more. You're going to be hungry. So you're going to be eating more. So if the, what you're eating is high protein, you know, low fat, low sodium type of foods, type of meals, then that's going to cause you to lose weight even though you're eating more because protein goes to the muscles. It goes to where you want it to. It's not weighing you down. It's not making you fat because it doesn't really have a lot of fat. And so that's the key. It's not about how much you eat. It's about what you eat and the quality of what you eat. And and it's about working out. So that's the conjunction. That's the that's the the relationship that has to be in place. You can't do one without the other. You can't eat right but not exercise, and you can't exercise without eating right. You know, back in the day, I used to go to the gym and then go right to McDonald's and go back to the crib. It's like this is like the biggest waste of time ever. And I'm just telling y'all. Some of y'all do that now. That's you know you're wasting your time. You might as well not even work out. You're literally just wasting your time because if you burn. You get on the treadmill, you might burn 100 calories, you know, maybe 200, you know, but then you go ahead and then you have a soda. Well, one soda has 300 calories in it. So what did you just do? You didn't do anything. You know what I mean? You burned 200 calories and you just drank a soda with 300 calories. I know it may seem ridiculous, but, you know, start looking at these, uh, start turning over the, the, you know, the labels. Start looking at the labels to see, like, yo, okay, how much protein does this have in it? You know, how much sodium does this have in it? How many carbs does this have in it? You know, a lot of y'all you want to lose weight, but you're eating high-carb foods. You guys know a hamburger and french fries, a ha- like a number five. What is that, a nugget meal or whatever that is? Let's say a nugget meal, you know, with fries and a large soda. They say you want that supersized, although they don't say that. They haven't said that in about ten years, but... You know what I mean? You get the large, you know, you're eating about 1,500 calories right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, can you imagine that, court? And then have the audacity to work out and think that they're doing something. Yeah, like that makes absolutely no sense to do that um, at all. And it's so crazy, like, 
when I used to, because I don't really eat McDonald's, like, very rarely, but um, when I used to eat it, I used to eat those meals, like, as soon as I would, like, finish the last bite, those calories, you can feel them. It's like you feel like you're just going to, like, fall into a coma or something. Like, it's, it was so crazy, like, how unhealthy that food is. But we continue to eat it. Right. And I think that people are eating it, you know, and it's, it's amazing because this stuff is designed in, to to make us this way, you know what I mean, which is a whole nother conversation, you know what I mean, but which we won't get into tonight. But, you know, that's the plan. You know, they want, they make this stuff. If you go to your supermarket, you always notice how the healthy food is either super high up or super low at the bottom, mm-hmm. and the unhealthy mm-hmm. food, the non-diet stuff is like right there at eye level, you know what I mean? That's just that's how it is. They don't want you, or 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 the healthy stuff is always like twice as expensive as the you know the unhealthy stuff. So I mean, it's designed for you to for us to be unhealthy as a, as a people, and you know we we have to go out of our way. We have to go out. It's out of the norm. We have to work out. We you know that's not what we want to do, but it's what we have to do. Nobody wants to eat something that doesn't taste as good. McDonald's tastes good. Those fries are good. Those nuggets are good. The milkshakes are great. You know what I mean? But you have to, in fact, somebody told me a long time ago, you know, you eat for results, not for taste. You know what I'm saying? People look at me like, why do you eat chicken so much? Well, the reality is because it's very high in protein. Vegetables, you know, you, you need your veggies, you know, maybe some rice every so often for for some carbs. But, you know, that's healthy because it's giving you everything you need, protein, carbs, you know, the veggies. And um, so when you go outside of that, it's going to make you feel sluggish. You're going to feel, you know, fat. You're going to feel, you know, down and sleepy and tired and unmotivated, you know. And so you're not going to want to do the things necessary to have that, uh, you know, to have that have, be productive and be motivated. You know, one of the things that you guys have to realize is uh, going back to the metabolism for a quick second. When you are are, are wanting to achieve you know, a certain look. You want your body to look a certain way. You have to get up in the morning, okay? And, you you know, there are no – a lot of people, you hear people say, I eat three meals a day or I had breakfast or I had lunch or I had dinner. See, when you really get into fitness, there's no such thing as meals. There, or I should say there's no such thing as breakfast. There's no such thing as lunch. There's no such thing as dinner, supper. Dessert. They're, those things don't exist. You have meals that are strategically structured throughout the day. Because, again, remember what I said when I said the body is always breaking down. So if you have a meal and when you get up, like a protein shake in the morning at, say, 8 o'clock when you get up, you have your first meal at, say, 10 o'clock, right? You have your second meal at about 12 o'clock. Your third meal should be about you know, about 3 o'clock, you know, you come home and you have dinner about 5 o'clock. You get a good workout in, and then you maybe have dinner, you know, and then you have maybe before you go to bed, it's actually good to have a protein shake. You don't want to have a big dinner right before you go to bed because it just sits there, but you, it's actually good to have protein, you know, right before you go to bed. So if you add all those things up, you know, let's say I weigh about 185. You know, to be considered healthy or to, I should say, for the body to get what it needs, you need to have about a pound of protein, you know, 
for every pound, or, or no, excuse me, a gram of protein for every pound that you have on your body. So, you know, I basically need to be having about 180, 85, something like that, you know, uh, you know, grams of uh, protein per day. So if you add that up, if you, you know, one meal might have, you know, uh, you know, a tuna, maybe a tuna sandwich, you're getting about 20 grams of protein right there. You know, chicken, you know, a big thing of chicken or whatever, you know, you're probably going to get, you know, 30, 40 grams of protein. So if you're adding, you know, you're adding up the meals, you throw in a, a, a protein shake, you know, with like maybe 50 grams of protein, 35 grams of protein, something like that. You know, you, you, do, you add them up, you're, you're somewhere around it. At least get 100. You know what I'm saying? That's for anybody. You know, if you're you know if you're a guy or you know you're really into it, you want to you know take it that next step further. But minimum, everyone, I don't care who you are, what weight you are, what anyone should have. You should always have about you know a uh, hundred grams of protein per day. So that's when you you know whether you, whatever you're eating, find out how much protein this has. Chicken, if you eat a meal, a meal of chicken, I can almost tell you it's probably going to have about twenty grams of protein, depending on the serving. Uh, tuna, same thing. You know, uh, fish is another, uh, you know, high-protein uh, meal as well. So just to give you guys, and if you're, if you're doing that, protein, just so you know, fat goes to the, your fat muscles. You know, protein goes to, your, your you know, your actual muscles, like where you want it to go to. It makes you lean and, you know, toned. You know, eating a lot of protein and, and working out, weight training, things like that, you're going to be good. But when you throw the fat in there, that's when it sticks to you. That's when it goes to the, your gut, into your thighs, into your, your, your booty. You know, now some of y'all, no, nah, let me, let me, I'm not even going to go there. You know what I mean, Courtney? You already know where I was about to. But you see what I'm saying? That's not always a good thing. So protein is good, fat is bad. You know, like I said, we're going to be talking to my wife in a few minutes um, just as far as, you know, what she's done. But I want to just throw a couple other things uh, out there uh, to you guys, just as far as some things that you can that are contributing to the problem. A lot of y'all are drinkers, okay? And I, you know, I like to have a. Uh, I'm not a wine drinker, but you know, I like um, you know a little fruity drink every so often, like a little maybe Malibu Bay, Bay Breeze or you know coconut. I love coconut rum, so whatever in that goes well. But you got to realize that stuff. I mean. You're talking about soda being high in calories? I mean, you throw out in these cocktails, you know, beers. I mean, you, I mean, look, especially if you're having like two or three, you're talking about like 2,000 calories a lot of times with some of this stuff. You know, I mean, you never notice it would be like how many calories per serving, you know, per serving. But yet some of y'all don't realize. They'd be like, well, how, you look at it, it says, well, how much is one serving? It'd be like, it'll tell you, but you know you're having like three times as much as the one serving. And so if it says 300 calories per serving, you had three sodas, like that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of calories right there, you know. And, and you know you didn't do anything that day to burn those calories off. Well, then you can't be surprised when you're not losing weight. In fact, you're gaining weight. Any day where you consume more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight. That's just, you know, it's common. It's the law of average. It's just, just how it goes. So you always have to, that's why you got to cut down your calories, you know, cut down the fats, eliminate the sugar, because sugar is another huge problem. 
you know, cookies and brownies and uh, sodas and, and even juices. You guys, I mean, I know you don't want to, but juice is actually really not that good for you. A lot of this juice is not really natural juice. You know, it has a lot of sugar in it, you know, a lot of added sugar. So it may seem like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to have soda, but I'm going to have juice. Well, go get a soda, turn it over, look at the calories. It would be like 300 calories. Go get a juice, Minute Maid, turn it over. It's like 250 calories. Oh, wow, big difference. Courtney, you ever noticed that? Yes, it's oh, it's so many so many calories in you know all of those drinks. It's crazy. I mean, of course, you know, with pop as well as uh, you know alcoholic drinks, and that's a big reason I gained a lot of weight. Um, just in college, like I was drinking drinking all of the above, all the juices, all of the alcoholic drinks, and that really it really um, damaged you know, my body, and it just made me really uncomfortable. Because when you gain weight, it's very, very uncomfortable. Right. You feel like a fat bastard. Like me, I, <laughs> I walk around there. I'm just saying, you did, like, sometimes I do. I'll tell my wife. She'll make fun. i like, I feel fat. Like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have did that. I feel, like, horrible after I may have. Sometimes I go, we'll go to, um, like, Chili's, you know, after church or something, two for 20. You know what I'm saying? And I'll go ahead and get the... Uh, you know, like the chocolate molten cake, which I absolutely love. Like, it's so good. Go to Chili's and get that chocolate molten cake. Well, don't do it, but I'm just saying, if you want to experience what I've experienced, go get that chocolate molten cake. It's so good, but I don't even want to think about it. I have no idea, but I can only imagine how many calories that is with the chocolate syrup, the ice cream, the brownie at the bottom. I mean, like, it's crazy. We're talking about, like, 1,500 calories minimum. You know what I'm saying? And so you know. Now, <clears throat> I will say this. So there's that. So there's alcohol. You got your fast food. You got your sugar, high sugar products. You know, a lot of y'all are smoking, which is obviously not going to be good. You're not exercising. You're getting up there in age, you know, which is which is obviously that's when you have to factor in the, the metabolism shift, you know. And so, and you, you know, you're not going to the gyms. All of these things combined are going to lead to, you know, gaining weight and just not feeling the way that you want to feel. Anything to add to that? And we're going to go ahead and um, I know it's past Danny's bedtime, so, you know, I definitely want to, uh, you know, bring her on before it gets too late, before I end up having to sleep down here in the uh, in the basement with the dog. Definitely don't want to have to do that. But anything that you want to add before we go ahead and uh, introduce our guest? Um, no, no, I don't have anything to add. We can go ahead and bring her on. Yeah, absolutely, man, too. And also, you know, if anybody has questions or comments or anything throughout the show, definitely, you know, the phone lines are already open. I see you guys got the uh, the live thread going over in the uh, Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group, which is always a, a fun time. Add yourselves if you're not in there already, 646-200-0366. But, you know, like I said, I, there's still more stuff that I want to talk about in regards to, um, you know, self-esteem and, and dating and relationships and how that all factors in. Then later on, we want to talk about some specific, uh, some some specific ways to to deal with these problems to lose weight. Um, but Danny, the reason let me just give her a little introduction before I bring her on. Um, obviously, she's my wife. She's been in, uh, involved with an organization as of late, uh, which is called the Black Girls Run. And now, many of you know may know in, in different parts of your parts of the country, wherever you're listening in from, there's probably 
a black girls run chapter or division where you are. You know, in fact, there's a little information about the organization. Since 2009, Black Girls Run has amassed 52,000 members who serve as a support system for runners. Black Girls Run has about 60 groups nationwide that coordinate local races in Atlanta, uh, Philadelphia, New York, San Francisco, uh, Washington, uh, uh, D.C., um, Houston, uh, Greensboro, and, and many other um, you know popular cities throughout the uh, the nation. Uh, most of these black girls run groups run at least three to five times per week. Now, this is an organization that, you know, like I said, a lot of people, and I, I wasn't even aware of it until, I, I think I may have heard of it, but wasn't really into it or really cared to be know anything about it until, you know, my wife, uh, you know, got a, became a part of it. So I wanted to bring her on today just to share a little bit about the organization as well as her personal journey towards fitness and and you know let you guys hear what inspired her uh you know her life change so uh without further ado uh danny Dan- danielle tolbert here uh is here on the line with us this evening danny what's going on hey everybody how are you hey Don. hi courtney hi <clears throat> now danny a lot of people are asking what's been going on with you since the last time they've heard you on the show over the last well it's been about three years now seems like uh what's been going on with me just been busy with a busy two-year-old so that keeps me um energized i guess you could say or tired depending on the situation absolutely definitely um so you obviously you know you've been checking out tonight's show we're here talking about health fitness um you know obesity in the black community things that we can do as a people to you know combat that you know striving for you know just just healthiness and loving ourselves you yourself have gone through a you know a somewhat of a a transformation over the last you know the last year really I'll say in your own words though tell everybody like what inspired this change in you and, and motivated motiva- motivated you to begin running um well basically like most mothers can understand, once you have a child, your body basically changes, not to say for the better or for the worse, but it's different. So, um, like, right after I had Aubrey, I lost all the weight within the six weeks. And about a year later, um, I gained a couple pounds. Um, it notes to where it came from, how it got there. But then I realized once I backtracked that my eating habits had changed. I was making sure she ate, and then I would be eating at 9, 10 o'clock at night once she went to bed, which contributed to some weight gain. So um, I used to, you know, on Facebook there's the Black Girls Run group, and I have several friends that are a part of that group. So with their daily posts, I actually started to get inspired. I saw their their journey as they lost weight or became stronger or whatever the case may be. And one day, one of my girlfriends, my very close girlfriend, came down from New York, and she just said, oh, I'm going to go running um, tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, okay, thinking she was going to forget about it. I was going to take a nap and be happy about that and be content. She called me. We actually went for a run around the track. I did about two miles. Can't say I ran the whole way, but, you know, it's a start. And I honestly felt invigorated at the end of that run. So that pretty much prompted me to keep it going. But I didn't want to do it on my own. 
Now, now this is interesting because a lot of people are, are, you know, had questions about just that. You know, how do you go from pretty much not doing anything, having a, a child, having a baby, never really running? Like, were you ever really involved in sports? You know, did you ever run in the past? I couldn't stand running in high school when you had gym class or even in grade school. Like, I was not involved in sports whatsoever. I played volleyball in grade school, and that was like two years, and that's it. So I have no sports background whatsoever, and I have a lot of friends that are actually surprised that I am running now. So it's definitely a transformation for me. Definitely. That's that's amazing. I mean, because I'll just tell you guys, I was, I was shocked, you know, because even – you know, I'll tell you guys, you know, when I was, when Danny was pregnant, you know, and, and even after the baby, my mom and I, you know, we teamed up because we really, you know, wanted her to become more healthy, you know, and, and because, one, she was breastfeeding, but then, you know, we wanted her to just be active and to change her eating, you know, and things just for herself, but it's also for, you know, for the baby. And um, so just to see, to go from no exercise whatsoever to, why don't you let everybody know you just created, you know, uh, basically finished a milestone, uh, achieved a milestone as far as black girls run. Let everybody know how much you're running now, like what mileage. Um, I pretty much run three to five, give or take. Not as much as five as many, but between three and four miles um, every morning. The hard part is the struggle is that my group runs at 4.45 in the morning. So that has been a big part of it because I feel as though once you get it done in the morning, you have no excuses. You can go about your day and be done with it. Whereas if you go to work and you come home, you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You have everything in the book. So with this group, it actually has, they encourage you. You know, they're very supportive. And honestly, I can't thank them enough because they transform me into saying, okay, I can get up, I can do this, I can, you know, I have more energy when I come home to my, my family. I'm there for them. I can, you know, play and not be as tired as I used to be. So it, it's it's a big thing for me. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, I, I appreciate. I know uh, Aubrey appreciates. And um, and like I said, it's, and I know Danny is happier with herself as a result of of this transformation, I think that's the most important thing: is being happy with yourself, being happy with how you look, how you feel. As a matter of fact, speaking of which, Danny, let everybody know if you don't mind. What first of all, uh, what are your fitness goals? Have you achieved them? And um, you know, what, what would you like to see for the future? Um, my fitness goals. Pretty much when I started out in April, my goal was to lose. About 10 to 15 pounds, just to go back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Um, in that time frame, since April, I basically lost 10 of those pounds. Um, I just wanted to get into my favorite pair of jeans again, and I can. So, um, you know, that's a tremendous thing for me. But I actually want to start um, on a more consistent basis running more races. Like, I've only done two, and... You know, the women actually encourage me to do longer races. Like, I only stick to the 5Ks because I'm not that um, confident in my running yet. But I know with practice and with constant um, running in the mornings, I'll get there. So that's my future goal is to actually keep it going, not give up, um, stick with it. Because 
the reality is my daughter's watching. Like every time I would like do Zumba in the living room, she was right there behind, beside me or behind me or on me doing it with me. So I want to be a good example for her to know that, you know, exercise is good. Exercise can be fun. And that is what I want to um, relate to her when she's old enough to fully understand. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, and the thing, and I've I've been there in the living room, and, and you guys, that's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, because like, like I said, if the mom is not like, sometimes I may have already gone to the gym, you know, like in the during the day. That's usually when I go to the gym, but um, you know, she may come home and do some Zumba, and and Aubrey's you know imitating and doing it. I may still get down there and knock out a quick hundred push-ups just to just to do it, knock out some sit-ups. So. What I'm saying is it, it, it can be, you know, contagious. Specifically, I'm talking to the ladies right now. When you guys are, you know, I mean, when you guys are passionate about fitness, it will be it will spread throughout the household. But then just on a whole other note, it's sexy. You understand that? It, it's When I say it's sexy, I mean, you got a lot of times women are, you know, doing the wrong things trying to be sexy. But any man knows, and if you listen to Barbershop Talk, any of the guys will tell you a woman's, the favorite part, our favorite part of a woman's body is her stomach. You know, I'm just being real with you. Like, it's, they're going to look at to see that nobody looks at the booty, nobody looks at the chest first. They're going to look and say, okay, are you in shape? Do you take care of yourself? And if the answer to that question is yes, then we start to look at the total package. You know, and I'm just being honest with you all. You know, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody, but this is, this is what's going on. Uh, now, but back to you, Danny. Now, Somebody just asked me, somebody just inboxed, they said, ask her if she doesn't mind sharing what exactly was your pre-pregnancy weight. You know, they've seen your pictures, but compared to where you want to be now, do you mind sharing that information? Oh, boy. Um, some of y'all might think it's vanity, but all my life I've been pretty much small. Um, so my average weight was between 110, 115. So um, that was pretty much my pre-pregnancy weight, and then recently when I gained a little bit of pounds, I was up to almost 130, so I didn't feel like myself, so I'm pretty much down to like 119 now, so I'm proud of that. I still want to get those few five pounds off, but there's a certain person on the other line that um, is not feeling that, but we'll talk about that later. Right. Now, see, if you guys aren't familiar, see, see, I like those few extra pounds. See, See, that's actually perfect for me. You understand that, guys? But, you know, it's not about me, and I have no problem admitting that. But, you know, it's all about being comfortable and being comfortable with where you are and where you want to be. So, But, you know, and, you know, that's a blessing to be able to lose, to gain, and then to be able to lose, and then to continue losing to get back to where you ultimately want to be. I mean, that's something that a lot of people just are not motivated to do, and it's all about the motivation. So, you know, you're definitely an inspiration. Before you were on the line, uh, Courtney was saying she looks up to you. A lot of the other women in the group look up to you, and and, and uh, you serve as an inspiration of, of really just how to be, just from a marriage standpoint, a uh, fitness standpoint, a non-weave-wearing standpoint, you know. I'm just saying. How does that make you feel? I'm actually honored. Um, Y'all had me blushing in the group, I I will admit that, because I'm pretty much a laid-back, behind-the-scenes type of chick, I guess you could say, or somebody called me a square. 
Um, but uh, so I, I truly appreciate it. Um, I might not be in the group very often and saying things, but I do watch. So I appreciate the love that everyone, you know, shows and gives me. So thank you. Shout out, Courtney. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Courtney, real quick, was there anything that you wanted to ask Danny? I know you were saying that you don't get a chance to hear from her uh, too often here on the show. Anything that jumps out at you? Uh, be the voice of the of the ladies in the group? Um, I guess, well, it's more so a question just about fitness. Um, I just wanted to know, you know, we... Um, you know, we heard you talk about, you know, you running early in the mornings, but I want to know specifically, like, what type of meals are you eating that have, um, you know, assisted in that weight loss? I will admit my eating is still a struggle because I've never been one to eat a lot, which is part of the reason why Dadon and his mother got on me. Um, but I do watch what I eat. I'm more aware of it. So, I've never been one to eat a whole lot, but I'll eat the big chicken as opposed to the chicken fingers, you know, the fried chicken fingers or more vegetables. Um, I don't eat as many carbs now. And I definitely cut out soda. Like I might have one occasionally once a month or, you know, not even maybe that often, but I'm very aware of what I put in my body now. So I think that helps contribute because, you have accountability now. Like, you've done the work, you've seen the results, so you have to keep it up. It's not going to just disappear, and then you think, oh, okay, I got this, and then go back to your old habits. So I am more conscious of that, and I think that that definitely helps with um, the running. And also with the running, I've also noticed that my um, I'm hungrier. <laughs> so I try to eat, you know, small like little small meals or throughout the day at work. So I might grab a granola bar or, you know, something as healthy as I can at the time. But um, that I have noticed that difference. But, yes, I'm just mainly more aware of what I am putting in my body. So, And drinking a lot more water at that all day is pretty much what I drink. Definitely. Cool. And let me just tell you another tip while we have you here. You know, water is the key. Eliminating soda, we talked about that. And if you notice what she just said before I go there, uh, that she's hungrier. If you guys remember what I said to you in the beginning of the show as far as metabolism metabolism goes, once you run, once you're working out, once you're doing all of these things, you're going to be hungrier, So, which is going to cause you to want to eat more. The key to losing weight is by eating more, but get those lean cuisine meals. Get some of those uh, you know, low-calorie, high-protein uh, bars. So you're not, you know, and that you're going to eat more, but you're going to see that you're losing weight because the fat and the sugar is not there. And that's what she just uh, described. It's why she's able to eat more but still has achieved, you know, many of her uh, her fitness goals. And I'll tell you all something else. Quick secret. I don't even drink because that's my problem. I really I like water, but, like, who wants to drink water all day? You know what I'm saying? So what you do. As they have these new, uh, these these uh, well, they're not really new. They're new to me. Danny's been drinking them for a couple of years. But these Propel packets, you know, Propel is like the best invention ever because what it is is it's flavored water, but it doesn't even taste like water. It tastes like some type of Kool Aid or something. But it has zero fat, zero sugar, zero calories, even, you know. And so you just you know mix it into your uh, your water bottle. Shake it up, and it, it it kills two birds. Like you have, it doesn't taste like water, so you can enjoy it, but it has the same effect that water w- would have. 
Danny, I mean, you, you've been drinking these for a couple of years now. You can thank me now, you know. So, um, yeah. She put um, me on to them. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> put me on to the Propel, and now I've graduated to the Dasani, um, you know, drop thing. You just spray them in there, which is a lot better. Um, yeah, I I don't remember exactly how I came across them years ago, but at BJ's they have, like, the case of Propel, so you have the different flavors. So I tried out the grape, the kiwi, strawberry, and the lemon, I think, were the main flavors at the time. And ever since then, because I wasn't a big water drinker, so once I realized, oh, you can have a little bit of flavor in it, that just transformed me to, okay, I can drink water all day because that little just hint of flavor helps, takes me a long way. So um, I have my packets at work, so I have no problem filling it up. And I bring them home, and I, you know, Dadon has his little Dasani drops. I still have my Propel packets, and we're a happy family. There you go. There you go, guys. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the key. You know, it's all about drinking. And it's funny, Steve, shout out to my man Steve in the group who's very, uh, you know, passionate about fitness. He's a runner as well. I remember he said something that was uh that really resonated and, and stuck with me. He said, uh, don't. He said you can either eat your calories or you can drink your calories, but don't do both. And uh, it's very insightful, actually, because um, that's what a lot of people do. You know, they'll have, uh, you know, if they want to have some ribs or whatever, they want to have a cheat day, you know, they'll do that, but they'll also have the soda with it. So if you're going to wild, like, you know you're going to wild. If you know you're going to a cookout and you you know you're going to have the mac and cheese on that day and you're going to have the chicken or whatever it ends up being, get some waters. Don't don't drink the lemonade. Don't drink all that that you know sugaries type of stuff. Just just you know substitute water, or if you know you want to have a milkshake, or you even know you're going to have some drinks. Well, maybe stay stay away from the uh, you know the high fat fatty foods. So do one or the other. Which is um, shout out to Steve. He definitely um, you know he does a lot of uh, posts in the group about you know fitness and things like that. So as well as some other people. Uh, but yeah, I know Danny. Like I said earlier, is, you know, past your bedtime and things like that. But uh, w- real quick, I did want to ask you before you left: what changes other than physical have you seen from running and just you know changing your lifestyle? Um, I would say the main one is my energy level because when you have a two-year-old, you have to keep up with them. There's there is no option. It's always come on, mama, come on, daddy. So. I see the change. I'm not just sitting there like, go ahead and, you know, go get that, go play with that. I'm actually in, more interactive. Um, so that's definitely a great change that I appreciate. Um, and I think the other one um, is just more self-confidence because I was a little down or depressed because of that weight gain because I wasn't used to it. I didn't feel comfortable in it. So now, like, when I put on my work clothes or even put on my workout clothes, I'm not, like, sitting there like, oh, gosh, is, you know, is something sticking out or is this too tight or whatever. I'm actually becoming more comfortable in the clothes and in my own skin. So I think those are the two main things that um, have changed and made me a better person, better mother, better wife. Absolutely, definitely. Um, One last question I'll ask, and and listen to that, ladies. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit after this, you know, get a little bit more detail about, you know, from an emotional standpoint, how, you know, working out and, and changing your lifestyle will make you feel. So that's excellent advice. Uh, what, Danny, uh, advice would you give to women who are listening right now 
and they're saying, okay, I want today to be the first, you know, the start of the rest of my life, you know, what advice would you give to them to just get started running or signing up for that gym membership or throwing out all the junk food that's currently in their cabinet? What advice would you give? Um, I mean, just take it one day at a time, just making that first step to that that journey that you're going to be on. Go for a walk. You don't have to run. Like, I wasn't a runner, so I started out walking, and then I made it a walk and a jog. So just just the idea and you get in your mind that, okay, this is something I want to do. I'm committed to it. Whether you have a walking buddy, just grab somebody that you know that will be there for you. Like, black girls run. They're everywhere. And even if you don't have one a group in your area, Find a friend that wants to go through this with you, have a journey, make you accountable for your actions because that's what it's all about. I know I don't like doing like running by myself. I'm not a gym person, so this was definitely a good thing to that I you know came across and became committed to doing because if you know nobody can do it for you, so if you just you know take that first step, you know there's no turning back. you take baby steps. That's all right. I can That's say. That's great advice. Okay. Well, you uh, you know, go ahead and um, throw on something nice and comfortable. I'll be upstairs in the. Lo- oh, I'm sorry. That was inappropriate for the show. Really? But no. Really? I- I- I'm tripping. <laughs> My bad, Courtney. Was there anything that you wanted to ask her, uh, Courtney, before we let Danny go? Yes, I did because um, somebody in the group wanted me to ask you this. Um, what effect has working out had on your skin? Um, I really haven't seen a change in my skin. My hair might be a totally different story, but actually my skin, I really haven't seen a difference. I can't say that there's been a difference for me. Um, If I could, I'm sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something else? No, I thought Courtney was was saying something else. Uh, My bad. I was going to ask you, while we have you here, I know this is not really the topic of uh, tonight's, but you did mention your hair. And a lot of people have been asking, you know, how do you maintain, you know, your your length and your, your the texture and, you know, you you obviously you're not a weave wearer. Um, what would you say is your secret to success? You didn't know I had a weave in here. It's like no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I've been fronting this whole time. Well, no, seriously, um. My hair just hasn't seen me since I started running, but I pretty much just keep it up in a bun. Um, you know, wear the protective style, so I might do um, the, the flat twist. But other than that, I just keep it up and I just keep it moving because, honestly, at this point, my health and my well-being is more important than my hair. So um, there's so many natural styles that you can do, so that's not the focal point of this whole journey for me. So, you know, Dayton likes my little high bun, so we we agree on that one. So it's it's cool. So no complaints here. There it is. All right. Well, Danny, I appreciate you for taking some time, uh, you know, out of your busy schedule just to be here with this. You know, somebody, you know, a lot of people uh, know from early on, 
you know, uh, Danny was one of the, you know, this whole show came from an idea that I had. I said, you know what, I'm thinking about doing radio. She encouraged me. She said, go ahead and do it. And back in the day, she was, like, probably, like, the only person listening to the show. You know what I mean? It would be, like, one person listening, you know, other than her. And, you know, we've been able to grow over the last six years, you know, all around the world. You know, we're heard now. So it's just a blessing. And, uh, you know, it's good to have a wife who is, you know, supportive of, of this lifestyle that I live. And, uh, you know, so I thank you for that. And uh, any last words of wisdom that you'd like to live uh, leave before you uh, get out of here? Um, no, not really. Um, just thank you, everybody, for having me, um, and have a good night. All right, Danny, I'll talk to you a little later. Uh, and uh, everybody, that was Danny. You know, Courtney, I know you were excited about, uh, you know, getting a chance to just hear her story and, you know, her uh, journey. Uh, what are your thoughts after, you know, getting a listen? Oh, well, it was such a pleasure having her on, and, um, she actually inspired me to do some research on Black Girls Run, like even prior to this show. Um, like, cause I just see, like, um, you know, her pictures when she runs in the marathon and stuff. She just looks so, like, happy and full of energy. And, you know, I like working out, but I, I'll admit, like, I kind of fell off a little bit with my workouts. It's kind of like uh, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. And so I'm not, you know, receiving the results I would like to. So I definitely researched that and wanted to get – she inspired me to get into running is the point I was trying to make. <laughs> so well, um, No, yeah. that's, that's that's excellent. Courtney, that's that's great because I've never really heard you talk about running before, and and I would, you know, and here's the thing, if and I and I, you know, this has kind of become cliche, but I can be honest with you, you know, like if she can do it, you know, anybody can because and this is no disrespect to her, but she was literally one of the most unathletic people that I had ever met, which wasn't a bad thing, you know, she was always in shape, but you know, always slender. But she did not ever sweat. You know what I mean? She went from not even sweating, doing anything that would even cause a sweat, to running every other day at 4.45 in the morning, three to four miles, running five-mile, you know, runs. Can't really call them marathons, but those are serious races. You understand? So if she can do it in in, in less than a year, this isn't like, you know, she, it doesn't have to be like a whole big thing, three years. I mean, this is, you run a little bit every day, you know, or every other day, and next thing you know, you'll be running a couple of miles. So it just takes that first step, and, and, and as she, she mentioned, it, it's, you know, you have to be a part of something. It's good to have a running buddy or a, a, a group of some sort. Like she said, Black Girls Run is everywhere. But I would just encourage whatever, you know, whatever you do, Make sure it's fun and make sure it's enjoyable. I play tennis. I'm in a tennis league, so that's pretty much my, you know, my exercise. I don't run anymore, but I play tennis. And in the winter, when there's no tennis, I, I tend to play basketball. And you know, I have a, an elliptical, you know, in the basement. So, um, you know, I kind of do that. But whatever you you do, make sure you enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it, like I like working out. Like I enjoy going to the gym. If you don't do something that you enjoy, you're not going to do it. You know, if you, you know, if you like food like I do, you know you're going to have to have a cheat day. You know, you have to have a cheat day. I mean, and, and what I mean by a cheat day, a cheat day is something that you just you pig out. You eat whatever you want to eat. Sometimes you might even plan 
you know, your cheat day based on whatever you have going on. Like if you know you're going out with your girlfriends or you know it's Thanksgiving or you know it's New Year's Eve, you already know you're going to eat unhealthy. So you make sure that week you get your running in. You get a couple extra workouts in. You know, get that metabolism going. You don't, you drink extra amounts of water. You you know, you don't eat anything super fatty. So on that day, you already know you're going to pick out you know, and then you the day after you make sure you you make up for it. You're good, and it doesn't kill you. You don't. Who's to say you have to? People be like, oh no, the holidays are coming. Coming, so I'm, I already know I'm going to gain ten pounds. Well, why do you have to gain ten pounds? You don't have to. You know, you're not going to eat the whole holidays. You know, eat the eat on Thanksgiving, eat on Christmas Day. You know, don't eat the whole. You know, uh, break. What do you think about that, Courtney? Oh, I I definitely agree, and that's something that I've taken into um, consideration. And you know, that's what I've done. Just that day, have ate whatever I wanted to, but then after, like the day after, I may like get on a treadmill and work out for an hour or something. Just always, just to have that balance. Right, and and yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, Zumba. Every time I go to Zoom, uh, the gym. I see they have like this, uh, you know, like the hip hop, Zumba, the Spanish, you know, uh, Latina, uh, you know, or whatever Zumba classes, and you know, I, I find that to be very, uh, you know, I mean, it's nice, it's, it's attractive, it's sexy, you know, and that's that's something that you guys can do to have fun, as well as, you know, get in shape. So it's just about finding something that works that works for you. Now, Courtney. Switching gears a little bit, we talk a lot about self-esteem and self-reflection and self-examination and, you know, just insecurities even that that will often lead to other things. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show that that's something you could relate to earlier on in life. Like, Like, let's say before you lost that 30 pounds, what effect did being unhealthy, not eating right, drinking, living an unhealthy lifestyle have on you personally uh, from a self-esteem standpoint? You know, just thinking back, I just, um, I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel good about myself. And I can just remember those, you know, nights where, let's say I had to go out or, you know, going out to a party or something and not being able to fit into my clothes. You know how you have to get on the floor and I don't know a lot of ladies can relate to it. To Just to put your pants on, you have to go through all these things just to get your pants on and it's just so painful. And it's just I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't like, you know, what I saw in the mirror. I saw that I was gaining weight. And so what I would do is I would try to cover it up. And so um, that could even just mean the weave. So I knew that since I didn't like the way my body looked, I felt, well, maybe I can make up, you know, my face, put makeup on my face, or maybe I could wear a weave and so people won't notice that I've gained some weight. Maybe that will take attention away from that. And so it really um, it really did a number on me, and I just really didn't feel good about myself. I was always tired. Um, so, yeah, that's what I went through. What 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 got you out of that? Um, honestly, God. <laughs> I mean, really, because it, I was just spiraling downhill. Like, cause I was already depressed and I was already drinking and, um, just doing all of that. And so once I graduated, um, 
I remember somebody um, commenting, I went to my grandma's house for some event, and one of her friends asked me, was I watching my weight? And no one had ever um, asked me that before. And so I knew then that people were starting to notice. And that's when I said, you know what, I have to make a change. I have to do something, you know, different. I don't have to feel this way forever. And that's when I started, you know, um, start just started working out, eating better, and just I made a commitment and I stuck to it. Right. And so and that's the yeah. first step. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. making the commitment, making the change, making well, really making the decision that you're going to change, setting goals for for yourself. Because here's the thing, if you know, like you heard Danny, she said that she set a goal. She knew she had her ideal weight, she had her target weight that she had always been throughout the course of her life. She got pregnant, she lost, you know, uh, she gained some weight, lost the weight, but then gained the weight right back. So she knew she wanted to get back to that point. You know, anytime you you know you want something, you have to set realistic goals. Don't say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds," you know, by the spring. No, you're not going to lose a hundred pounds. But if you start with losing twenty pounds, you know, and, and get that, then you can uh, you know set another goal. Because what happens is, you know, when we talk in regards to dating and relationships, you know, when you don't look the when you look in that mirror, and you you aren't happy with what you see. You know, that's going to cause a certain, some insecurities. It's going to cause some self-consciousness. And, ladies, you have to understand that when it comes to emotional availability, that's these are things that men specifically look for. We look for low self-esteem. We look for self-confidence issues. And, unfortunately, this is not right, but men will target you as a result of that. You know, because, like Courtney said, when you – don't look good when you you know maybe gained a little bit weight a little bit of weight you will try to cover it up and some of you may even do things to take away the attention like you may you know if the gut is a little bit bigger you may unbutton a couple of the the buttons for your cleavage you may wear you know something tight to show off your butt to take away attention from the gut but what you those types of techniques those those techniques and tactics do not work because it actually draws attention to those areas that that you may be insecure about, and so that's where the games start, that's where the lies start, the manipulation starts, and you know he's just trying to hit that. If you guys remember, many years ago, several years, probably like in year one of the show, one of our first co-hosts went by the name of Sugar. You know, some of y'all remember. You remember Sugar Courtney? That was before your time. Before my time. <laughs> this was like literally in like year one of the show. Like probably like she was like my second co-host. Um, but definitely in the first year. And she was a big girl. And if you guys remember that show, she was she spent a good amount of time talking about how as a big girl she would be targeted because men would assume that because she was big, she had low self-esteem. Now that wasn't the case with her, but but she could relate to, you know, men targeting her and testing her and trying her, and, and, and feel, because that's you know that's what they were used to, and so you just don't want to be don't make yourself a target by, uh, you know, having low self esteem and you know and things like, uh, like that, you know, especially I mean you know if you're insecure about things, don't make it about something that you you actually have control over. And your weight, as we've talked about, is something you have control over, like I said. And we'll talk about, you know, before we get out of here, some very specific ways, you know, just to cut to the chase, 
you know, clear and cut ways to lose weight, you know, plain and simple. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, there's a lot of promiscuity going on out here, you know, and, you know, I do a lot of counseling and, you know, I talk about these issues with women and, and one of the things that I've heard a lot of, of over the years from women who have maybe given their bodies to the wrong men, you know, found themselves in situations that they don't want to be in, you know, I said, well, what, what, what were you thinking? What was, you know, what was going through your mind? What mentality or what state of mind were you in at the time when you were doing these things? They would say, well, I really didn't feel good about myself, but I did, at the same time I wanted love. And so because I wanted love, I felt like because I didn't really love myself, how could someone truly love me for me? So I felt like I had to give my body to these men because, of course, I mean, if I didn't give them my body, they certainly wouldn't want me for for me as a person, and that's a very unpleasant way to uh, to live life. And it, and you know, at the end of the day, it was caused by, in large part, because of the way that they looked and what they saw when they looked in the mirror. Is that anything you could have? Rel- I mean, I know you weren't promiscuous, you know, per se, but you know, is that something you can relate to, Courtney? Oh yes, most definitely. Even though I wasn't promiscuous, I was giving off the impression that I was. It was just about the same thing. You know, I still wanted that attention. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to feel loved, and so I thought that I had to give off a certain type of vibe, a sexual vibe, to get that attention. I didn't know that men would actually like me. You know, for me, and I, I wouldn't have to pretend like I was a hoe, and I wouldn't have to, you know, I wouldn't have to dress a certain type of way. I could just be myself. And, um, yeah, just looking for affirmation and looking for love in all the wrong places. I can relate to that. Yeah, looking for love in all the wrong places, definitely. Um, you know, and which will lead to disaster. You know, in fact, I have here bad decisions. You know, dressing slutty, sex. You know, settling for less than you want or deserve. A lot of times, you know, we did a show a couple months ago, on uh, maybe even last month, even the, uh, you know, how to overcome attacks from Satan. You know, how to identify and recognize spiritual warfare and overcome it. And you know, one of those attacks is is you know that Satan uses, you know, as a weapon is uh, lies, specific lies. One of them being the lie that you're going to be alone forever. No one will want you. Um, you know, a lot of women have dealt with men who, you know, have, have perpetuated that lie from Satan. You know, they say, well, nobody, ain't nobody going to want you. I'm the only one that's going to want you. And so that's, that's a form of control that these men are using to keep them, you know, there, keep them in the house, doing their bidding, having sex, you know, just controlling them. And then, uh, you know, it just it's just very uncomfortable. So the way that you get around that, is by making it so, so that no one can tell you that no one else will want you. No one can tell you that you're not beautiful. No one can tell you that you're not special. Because the only reason that there's an opportunity for the devil to say you're going to be single forever is because you that's the part of you believes that you're not special. When you view when you b- believe and you view yourself as the best possible person, well, you know, how can someone tell you that no one will want you? When you know for a fact you're the best possible woman. So it's all about doing the things necessary to put yourself into that light so that when you do look into the mirror, you know, what you're seeing is favorable. Because until you view yourself as to be the best possible woman, no one can see in you what you don't see in yourself. 
you know. And if you want to be viewed as special, which everyone does, you actually have to be special and you have to view yourself as special. So th- so there's that. Uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on tonight just in regards to fitness and health, it's very unfortunate because the media, you know, we talk a lot about the powers that be, you know, uh, but they do a great job of convincing specifically African-American women that, you know, being bigger is beautiful, you know, or is better, I should say, because you can still be beautiful and be big, but the media does a great job of saying, you know, you have to be thick, you have to be voluptuous, you have to have a big butt. You ever look at these white shows, these white television shows and and these white movies, and every time somebody gains a pound, they go crazy. Or if they they feel like, oh my gosh, my butt is getting so big, I've got to do something. I got to go on a diet. I'm going on a diet. My butt got big, you know. Whereas like no white people, they don't want that. But and that's just what the media shows you. But you, you'll get black women and how the media portrays them. They're bootylicious. Being thick is better. You know, everyone wants to be like K. Michelle and and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce and. You know, all this this stuff, and it's totally different. It's all media propaganda. You know, have you, Courtney, have you ever noticed that? That white people aren't, you know, super excited about being thick. In fact, they want to be skinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have noticed that. And like you said, like when they gain weight, some of them are in, like, tears over it. Like, <laughs> like it's the end of the world, you know, that they gain one pound. And then, like, when you look with us in the black community, um, weight is, like, it is um, glorified, and it's it. They make it almost like I'm not even gonna say almost. It's very sexual. So it's one thing to be big, you know, be a bigger size, but they like make it very sexual. The women will dress in revealing clothing on top of having a big butt. So that's really giving us um, the impression that that's what we have to do. Since we have those curves, we might as well show it off. And we're thinking that's what men want to take us seriously. And men will look at it. They'll give you attention, but it's not the right kind of attention. It's not good attention. Right. And that's the key. And, and uh, you know, the media does a great job of convincing women that, you know, we as men are, that's what's important to us. We, or they or I've heard a lot of women have told me specifically, well, the men that I see, they give all the attention to the women with, with the curves and the big butts and the big breasts. Well, yeah, they give attention to those women, but the attention is mainly for sexual purposes. You know, and so don't mistake the, the sexual attention for genuine interest. And, you know, in regards to tonight's show, it's all about being healthy. And I'll tell you guys all the time, you can be as thick as you want to be. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be, Where's what's your, your health level like? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you exercising? What's that stomach look like? You know, because if you look at someone who's that's, I mean, to read, I mean, you know, and this is for men and women, you know, but I can I can speak for the fellows when I say, the difference between being thick and fat is your stomach. That's it. I've seen some thick women, you know, as big as some fat women, but that stomach was was very flat, which made them thick as opposed to fat. And I'm just and, that, and like I said, that's that's just the difference between a male, a guy. You know, you're you're husky, right? You know, but when that gut comes, then you're now fat. That's I mean, am I lying, Courtney? No, no, that's how it is. I mean, that's just you know, it is what it is. 
because uh, and you can't say, well, no, I'm still healthy, but the, the stomach is the, that's where a lot of the fat glands come. And if you guys Google, you know, belly fat, belly fat is one of the things that's very uh, a, a high, it, it plays a huge role often in cancer, you know, and, and diabetes and things like that. And, you know, if it's just allowed to sit there for, you know, and doesn't do anything, that's where cancer you know, forms later on down the line. So you really want to be careful of, of just carrying specifically, you know, all fat is, you know, you don't want to have, you know, a lot of fat at all, but specifically, um, you know, belly fat is, uh, you know, a very can be very dangerous. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I mean, there's, I mean, that's so obviously, you know, uh, obesity is going to have a huge effect on a large scale on, uh, you know, on, on how you view yourself self-esteem-wise. Um, and I think, honestly, guys, I mean, I, I pretty much think we've covered a lot of just about all of the the issues that I wanted to talk about leading up until the last part, which is how do you get rid of it? You know, like what do you do? Okay, you're fat. You know, you do have belly fat. You know, I've heard the whole show, on, but at the end of the day, what do I do? Okay. Let's talk about that and let's get on up out of here. Danny just texted me. Texted me. She said she's gonna wait up for me. So we gotta we gotta wrap this up quick. <laughs> <laughs> I need for you to get it together. <laughs> tripping, man. Let me stop. Let me stop playing around with y'all. No, but seriously though, you know, how do you lose weight? You know, what's the what's the formula? What's the you know what should I do? Obviously, you can start running, but what do you do tomorrow? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because some people, they hear these shows, and they, they're motivated, they're in the moment, they want to do something now. Right now, after the show, go to your refrigerator, get rid of this soda, okay? Get rid of, go through your cabinets, get rid of those chocolate chip cookies. Listen, one serving, go to go to the cookie thing. They will, It'll say on there, one serving, for some cookies, it's like one cookie. It'll be like 300 calories, It'd be like serving size two cookies or serving size three cookies. Sometimes one cookie. If it's three hundred calories for one cookie, and you're eating like ten, you know what I'm saying? That's I mean, seriously. But I've done that before. That's why I'm using it. Like I'll, you'll sit there and watch a whole movie. You'll get a thing of chips ahoy. You'll put on a movie, and by the end of the movie, like half the thing is gone, which is which really means like you know you had like fifteen cookies. But if the serving size is two cookies and it already says serving size, you know, four, five hundred calories per serving, and you had like eight servings at eleven o'clock at night, you know that I mean that's that's just nothing but fat. So you can't do that. That's like disastrous. That's like almost the equivalent sometimes like almost like five pounds depending on what else you you ate. Like over the course of a week, it's it's that serious, guys. That will mess your whole your whole routine up. You know, pretzels. Um, you know, what they talk about Lay's. You can't eat just one. Well, one. Ser- look at the. I mean, like some people eat a whole bag of chips in one sitting. Well, one serving will be like five chips, and like one serving is like four hundred calories. So if you eat the whole bag. You're talking like 300, 400 calories, uh, excuse me, 4,000 calories sometimes. But they don't put that on the bag. They make you do the math. Because if you see 4,000 calories, you're like, whoa. They know you're not just going to have like five chips. 
they already know that. But then they they're not gonna put on there, yo, don't eat the whole bag because it's like, you know, five million calories. But nobody's doing the math. Nobody's getting the calculator out to figure out, whoa, what am I putting into my body at such a high level? You know, a high high dosage, you know, of of, of fat. And then, you know, so you can't do those things and expect to lose weight. And it's going to be tough at first because, you know, let me just tell you all this before we go. Diets don't work. You ever meet people court and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm on a diet this week. What are you talking about uh, this week? What's that going to do? If you're on a diet this week, well, then you're going to lose weight next week, and then after your diet is over, you're going to gain the weight back. Diets do not work. Diets are a waste of time. Diets are a waste of money. The only thing that works is a lifestyle change. Okay? It's are you going to change your life or not? That's it. You know, you, you got to change your life. You got to say, okay, I'm no longer going to drink soda. I'm no longer going to eat fatty foods. I'm going to not have a cheesesteak and fries for lunch every single day. Because if you, you know what I mean? Like, that's just with some of you. Like, wherever you work, that little stand where you go to get your cheesesteak or wherever you get your, you go to Wendy's every day for lunch, well, that's every single day. I may have, I mean, I don't even eat that stuff, but if I do once in a blue moon, it'll be like, I still won't even get the hamburger. I'll get like a, a grilled chicken sandwich from Wendy's and like a small fries, maybe. And that's like, that's like on my cheat, my cheat day. You know, that's like once in a blue moon. You can't do that every day and expect to look how you want to look. Um, so, yeah, so forget diets, okay? It's incorporate, you know, like on all these smartphones, you know, you have a calendar. You know, like with me, I do my, all my counseling is straight on my, my phone. I have the Galaxy Note 2. So what I do is, you know, as I'm scheduling my appointments throughout the day, as I'm scheduling different things I may have to do, you know, I will put on there, because I live by my phone. Like if it's not on the calendar, I'm not doing it. Anything I do is right pretty much on the calendar. The gym has to go on the calendar. So 9 o'clock, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it ends up being for that day, it's there. So that means I'm going. So whatever, however you make your schedule, however, like you can't, it's not a spontaneous thing. It's not like, oh, okay, I just came home. Let me just work out. No, 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 you're not going to do it. You have to plan to do it. Like Danny, she plans to work, or excuse me, to run at 445. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's just what she does. So she knows that's on her schedule. You know, some of you know every Wednesday or whatever it is, you go to Zumba class. So you have to you have to make a schedule and you have to stick with it. Uh, you know, get rid of, you know, at work. Find out where your water cooler is. Stop bringing the sodas. Don't go to the soda machine. You'll save money. These sodas are like $2 now. Just go to your water machine, your water cooler. Bring in a cup, get a water bottle that you like, and just drink water throughout the day. And if you want to have some juice when you get home with your dinner, well, then do it. At least you haven't had five drinks. So think about it. Back in the day, I used to have like five sodas. Every time I got thirsty, I would go to the soda machine, get a soda, get a juice. That's a 1,000 calories just in juice. You know, one in the morning, one at lunch, one in the afternoon, one at, you know, something at night. That's a 1,000 calories a day just in, in, in liquid. Can you believe that, Courtney? That's crazy. Yeah, I can because I started to um, pay attention to labels now. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So again, get rid of the get rid of the juice. Work out, 
you know, uh, no diets, go to weight training. Now, if you don't want to go to the gym, you know, you can uh, get some weights, you know, do some push-ups. Maybe you got to do the girl push-ups or get some little dumbbells. And, and if you go to, I don't know if you guys have Comcast or, you know, whatever you guys have, wherever you live, but I know on Comcast, they have, if you go to On Demand, they have all types of fitness, uh, you know, fitness workouts. Just go to health, fitness, and there's that. There's ab workouts, there's cardio workouts, there's Zumba, there's like everything that you could possibly want on there. You don't have to buy any tapes or anything like that, although you can. Um, right there on your right there on your cable network. Uh, worst case scenario, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and just type in cardio workout, ab workout, you know, how to eat healthy. All this stuff can easily be found. What is a healthy diet? Just Google this stuff and all types of stuff will come up. And and that's the key is seeking the knowledge. You know, you can't just expect this stuff to fall into your lap because society does not make it easy for you. They want us to be fed. You know, Google chemtrails. You, you know, a lot of people I, I, I saw, you know, and I don't even want to get too deep into it because we'll probably do a whole show on this stuff. This is serious. But there's there's stuff. We're being poisoned out here, guys. Google chemtrails. C-H-E-M, trails, T-R-A-I-L-S. You know, and, you know, that's the plan, you know, for the government is to really keep us uh, unhealthy and overweight. That's why they make it so easy for us to be fat and so hard for us to be healthy. You know, but uh, do some research on this stuff and you guys will see. You familiar with that at all, Courtney? Chemtrails? I saw the... um... I saw you posted today, and I didn't get through the whole video, but I got, like, through half of it. But, yeah, prior to today, no. Had no idea about it. Google chemtrails and prints. A lot of y'all like prints. Google, that's all I'm going to say about it. Just Google chemtrails and put Prince's name and see what comes up for, for Mr. Prince. You know, I'm watching uh, Elysium. I went to the movies the other day, Elysium with uh, Matt Damon, you know, and these people, man, these people out here are crazy. Right at the end of the film, you know, if if you know about chemtrails, you know it's like something super secretive. And right there at the end of the movie, he has this long gun, like this rifle thing. And right there on the barrel of the rifle, it says blatantly, but not so blatant that you would that you would catch it if you weren't familiar with it. But it says chemtrails right there on the rifle. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, now if you if you have no idea what that's all about, then it wouldn't mean anything to you. But if you know about chemtrails, you're like, yo, why would a Hollywood, you know, studio put that right there? It's a message that they're sending. So I'm just telling y'all, man, this stuff is, you know, we really have to be vigilant. You know, we have to be proactive. You know, about our bodies. You know, like Courtney said, read the labels. You know, don't just assume that it's, you know, it's not that bad. A lot of stuff, it really is that bad. And, you know, with certain regulations, they're required to, you know, put what it is on there, calorie intake, sodium intake. Some of this stuff is, like, off the charts, but we will still eat it, even though it's right there on the back of the label, and they know that we won't even read the label a lot of times. A bucket of KFC chicken, you're talking about, like, 3,000 calories. You know, crazy amounts of sodium and, you know, carbohydrates, you know, but we'll still eat that crap, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, you go back to those statistics, seven, we're 70%, you know, more likely to be, you know, to die of a heart attack or a stroke than, than white people. 
you know, or Asians even. You know, so I mean, and this that's just how this country is. I mean, you go to uh, like places like Japan. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the Karate Kid with uh, Jaden Smith. If you look at, you know, he moved over to uh, Japan in the in the in the film, and like if you go to the park, they have there are people exercising in the park. They have like you know treadmills in the park and ellipticals in the park. You don't see that stuff in the United States. You know, my my cousin uh, he lives out in in Australia. It's like, a, I mean, people don't look like we look. People aren't fat. Most people are in shape in these other foreign countries. This is, you know, this is an American thing. Some serious, uh, and, and they like that. That's how they want us to be. You ever notice the, 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 the disparity from America and other countries? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, we were doing, um, like, I, I, I was what was it? I may have been watching something on TV. I'll just say that. It was something I was watching. But they were talking about um, how United States, like, we're one of the most unhealthiest um, countries. And we're, like, I don't know, like, 30, like, we rank 37, like, as far as, like, health goes um, out of, like, all the countries. It was just, like, really bad. We we have, like, 36 other countries that are healthier than we are. But, like you said, it's different in other countries. Their diet is different. You know, they're not promoting um, unhealthy foods. And so here it's, like, you see commercials for cookies and, you know, all those types of things. And our culture is a lot different. And it's almost as if it's cool to be unhealthy. It's cool to get McDonald's. It's cool to get your nuggets and fries, you know. But that's causing... Uh, is damaging our bodies, and, and for a lot of us, it's leading to death. Right, and if you notice, what they do is they get these. You know, look at look, look what Beyonce is. Uh, let me just look at Pepsi. You know, obviously, a manufacturers of all this stuff, soda, some of these juices and things like that. You know, they get Beyonce. At one point, they had Nicki Minaj. They had Kanye West. You know, they get these. You know, these these. You know the the hottest people at that point in the black community to endorse these these products, and then our kids they go out and buy sodas. Why? Because Beyonce says live for now. You know it's crazy. <laughs> which you know which you all know is the equivalent of do as thou wilt, which is the you know the credo of you know Aleister Crowley, who is the founder of the Satanic Church, but which is a whole nother you know conversation. But you know we just you know that's basically it, guys. You know, I appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. I know this is a little bit or a lot different from what you're used to hearing seven nights out the week, you know, here on this show. But um, it, this is important. You know, if you guys are unfamiliar, understand we've done so many of these types of shows over the years, you know, from, you know, uh, obesity to um, mental health, you know, teen violence, teen pregnancy, STDs, abortion, HIV in the black community. I mean, we, you know, obviously we're passionate, most passionate about relationships and dating, but, you know, we got to be healthy. You know, we have to, uh, domestic violence even. Um, these are things that are going on and they're killing us, you know. So we have to, um, we have to, we have to, if we have a voice, and I do have a voice, I feel like it's important to use that voice and you guys have a voice as well. You know, tell someone, hey, look, you know, you, you sure you want to drink that soda? You know, what do you mean? What? No, just look at the back of it. It has like 500 calories in it. Like You didn't even get the regular soda. You got like the, the two liters soda, like the whatever the next one up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like these are these are killing you. This is like making you fat. You ever see fat people drinking soda? Don't you just be like, what the heck are you doing? 
<laughs> I'm just saying. That you, that like it's like I'd just be looking like, yo, are you serious? You just gonna drink that whole soda and you're you're already big, and that's why. You know, look around and you look. Go to McDonald's. The people in McDonald's are 99.9% of the time fat. You know, and so. You know, you got, but then again, you look at some of these people at your job who are in shape. What do they have in their hand? Pop. Oh, Courtney, water. What are you talking about? Water. I'm talking about the people who are in shape. Oh, I'm I'm talking about the people who are unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm talking about the people who are in shape. They're drinking water. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be in shape. They're going to be having, um, you know, they're going to be passionate about doing what's going to help them achieve the results that they're looking for. So, I, you know, shout out to Danny. You know, great to have you, uh, you know, here with us. I think she's still listening. She acted like she was going to sleep. She's now lurking, listening to the, uh, listening to the end of the show. And, uh, Courtney, any last thoughts or comments or words of wisdom before we get up out of here? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um I just wanted to say, you know, um, you know, I hope that the show um, you know, inspire a lot of people just to get um their lifestyle, you know, in order and just to get their health in order. You know, and you can just start off by making small changes, but the key is to not be afraid to make those sacrifices. Just get out of um, you know, the the laziness or, you know, thinking too much about it. Because if you think too much about it, you're not going to do it. Just get up and just do it and just make those moves. And before you know it, you'll be where you want to be um, as far as, you know, um, physically. And you'll be able to reach your weight loss goals. Right, right. Um, deaths from heart disease and stroke are twice the rate for African Americans as they are compared to whites. Twice as as much from heart d- disease and strokes, and even diabetes. These are like double. So you know, and I wanted to sh- I save that statistic for last, just to kind of, you know, drive it home. So you know, take the, you know, anyone can change at any time. The body is a machine. You know what I'm saying? You know, it will do what you tell it to do. It won't do what you don't tell it to do. So you can't lose weight if you're doing the same things. And I always said, tell you guys. To get what you've never had, you have to do the things you've never done. If you know you've never exercised, you know you've never ran, you know you've always eaten unhealthy, well, now would be a great time to, uh, you know, to change. So uh, understand, guys, on Sunday we will be back live for our special on race relations, which is, I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a classic show. We're going to keep it realer than ever. We're going to talk about everything from Racial profiling to Bill O'Reilly to Obama to the black community to Trayvon Martin to, I mean, to literally everything, you know, affirmative action, everything that has to do with race in America. We're going to do an in-depth review of the butler. That's another reason why, you know, I pushed it back a little bit because I want everyone to get an opportunity to see the film. You got Friday, you got Saturday, you got Sunday to see it. If you haven't seen it already, that's more than enough time Go check it out because we're going to talk about everything about it. And um, that's it, guys. So thank you all for tuning in again, and I will see you guys on uh, on tomorrow night. Peace. Are you looking for love out there? Pain is always fun. A great man.
Date on tour, motivated you, girl. Let date on be your motivation, child. Let date on tour, come and change your world. 